another night, dear, as I lay sleeping. I dreamed I held you in my arms. I'm C. Mitchell, and these are my stories. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. Hi, folks. How are you today? Today, let me the first welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now, before we begin, I must note that I'm not a doctor psychiatrist. If you're starting to be diagnosed with autism, please see a physician, at least based on my experiences. I also know the right to the answer now to their found on archive.org and y2mp3.com. I also have a mission statement I'd like to review with all of you. The mission of Autism Rocks and Rolls is to take the negative stigma off of autism and other conditions that may think are disabilities. People in special are not broken, they do not need to be fixed, there's no need for painless, and there's nothing to be sorry about. I also have a page for the following. We must talk about Shipley Drywall. They assist you with your home and are headquartered in Bloomfield, Indiana. We, as they say, treat your home like it is ours. If you need any home repairs, call them at 812-825-1893. This service will be advantageous to you. There are some people I'd like to thank. First, I'd like to thank my previous guest I had on, Adam Wheeler. C221, celebrating the spectrum with Adam Wheeler for more information. But what a very factful guest with some great information. Next, I want to mention something that happened really cool. I want to thank my friend and former cutthroat competitor, Chef Kent Rollins, and his wife for responding to my fan mail. Thank you so much for taking the time for me when you did not have to. I also want anyone to check out our new merch that our friend Ariel made for us. You can check it out at arielthingamabobsmyshopify.com. I also put the link on the show notes. We did it, everyone. I was able to do my panel with Sonny Von Cleveland, C204, Authentically Honest with Sonny Von Cleveland, and with Joe Purcell on C122, Meet Big Joe. We had a blast, and it accomplished the goal, which was to reimagine success. Thank you, Anna, for doing this with me and believing in this idea. Also, I want to briefly talk about one of my connections. She and I collaborated with the confidence coaching session. Thanks, Connor Sweet. I hope to use your advice to boost it and use it well. I've done two networking events. My first one was the 5118 one that was through Allen Workforce Solutions. The second one I did was through a clubhouse where I talked to someone who were in the spectrum or mental health realm. I met some amazing people through these events, and I hope to work with each and one of them. And since the last episode, I have appeared on several podcasts. I was on Chatting with Betsy podcast with Betsy Sloan, the Simple Life podcast with Michael Jefferies, who the F podcast with Nikki Tuttle Lacrosse. Other People's Shoes podcast with Neil Matthews and the Bad Girls on Business podcast with Jenny Bellinger and her friends Virginia Musquiz and Michelle Nedlek. What awesome podcast, everyone. Now, folks, we'll be right back. We're in here an ad from Barra, Maryland Ridge, so let's get to it. There is a hidden gym in eastern Greene County, folks. Fowler's Pumpkin Patch and the barn on Maryland Ridge Wedding Barn. Autism Rocks and Rolls is very proud to tell you about our friends Perry and Renee Fowler and their place of business. Both Fowler Pumpkin Patch and the barn on Maryland Ridge is a relaxing drive approximately 15 minutes from the heart of Blue Bloomington, Indiana, and an hour south of Indianapolis. You can find them at 5347 South Green County Line Road, Bloomington, Indiana, 47403. The property has numerous picture locations, including several rolling fields, antique tractors, red and rustic barns, trees, and much more. Customized wedding packages are offered on their website. The surrounding area also provides several hotels in which to have your guests stay for your destination wedding. Also, Fowler's Pumpkin Patch is a family-owned and operated seasonal pumpkin patch. It's the perfect place to take your family for some fall fun. Enjoy picking out pumpkins, hay rides, a corn maze, and a petting zoo. Call the Fowlers today at 812-327-4895 or 812-325-6022. All right, folks, we're back, and you'll definitely hear the words I do at this wedding barn. Now, today we have someone very special in my heart. Today we have my other grandmother, and I had my first grandmother, Harry Purcell, or we call her Tay-Tay, and C-121 meet Tay-Tay. But today it's the other one for my 
father's side. This grandma, I'm telling you, whew, she is one lovely lady. She's definitely very caring and very sweet. And I like to introduce her to everyone. So, Grandma, how are we doing today, dear? Doing great, Sam. That's awesome. So my first question to you is, what does having an autistic grandson mean to you? I really never considered the autism when you were young. You were my just one of my grandchildren that I loved dearly. And I treated you just like everyone else, and you responded quite well. I would agree with that. I think there were times where I didn't, but I think there were also times that I received help, and we went through it as a family, right? Yes. What were your first thoughts when you learned that I had autism? I really didn't know much about autism at the time. I knew that the issues that you had as far as your meltdowns, but... I don't recall when you were at my house having a meltdown. I knew you would get really anxious, and when you did, you would just go back to the bedroom and be be yourself until you were calm enough to come out. That spare bedroom was definitely a helping factor because I felt like I could be away from everyone, and I could just feel as if I was alone and had some time to reflect. Now, based on observation, how do you think my brain operates? It it definitely operates different. One of the things I recall most was helping you with some of your lessons, and it put me in the mind so much of helping your dad when he was young because he couldn't sit still, and that was one of the issues that you had. You did not want to have to sit still long enough to concentrate on the lesson. That was typical. Uh, Probably had to do with the autism, but it's also typical of the ADHD. Honestly, it hurts to sit still. I mean, I'm surprised I'm sitting still right now, granted, but I'm moving, like, I guess the uh, face and everything below that a little bit. I can remember that, too. I remember you had a Hershey bar. That was your rewards, I guess. And speaking of rewards, what is the most rewarding and most difficult part about being a grandmother who has a grandson with autism? Seeing you blossom into a caring young man, caring for other people, and wanting to help others, I think that is one of the most rewarding things that there is. The most challenging, like I said, was probably as I helped you with your homework and trying to understand the where your brain works, I guess, and trying to help you in a way that you could understand, especially with this new math. Of course, I was raised in a generation where two and two was four. All you did was look at the paper and you memorized. Yeah, I, like, I, I hear you for sure. Now, let me ask you this then. Did you help your other grandchildren with lessons too? Yes. Okay, I, I want to ask this. Did you have to help me differently compared to them? Yes. Okay, had, how so? I, I had to be more patient, much more patient. Okay, I would definitely, I could see that. I'll tell you, they're doing pretty well for themselves if I say, right? Absolutely. Proud of all all four of you. Don't forget about Branson now. We can't forget about him. (laughs) What advice would you give to other grandmothers that have a grandson with autism? Accept them for who they are and be patient with them and just give them all your love. That's the best advice I know of. That's all you can do. I mean, as a grandmother, you can help them and support them, but what 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 can grandmothers do to support them with an issue that they're having, like a meltdown or something else that has been challenging for others on the spectrum. First of all, you need to educate yourself on what their problems are, 
where they need to be just left alone or whatever it is that you learn over the years how to help. And learning over the years, that's all you can do. I mean, it's with every child, really. Isn't it just trial and error? Yes. Yeah, it, it really is, I think. You learn what works for them because not every child comes with a manual. That's right. Each grandchild is different. They're very different in their own ways sometimes. Now, folks, we're right back. We're in here right at from. Bob Cat in Ellsville, Indiana. So let's get to it. Are you wanting to do construction in your life? If so, Bob Cat in Ellsville, Indiana is the place for you to work. For 60 years, Bob Curl and the other six locations have been offered as a resource to construction equipment and sales. They can provide you with Bobcat equipment, Bromcat trailers, Phil Power Tools, Echo Outdoor Power Equipment, Renmax Power Equipment, and Xmark Commercial Mowers. They also carry the products that are called Xaviators, Compact Track Loaders, Skid steer loaders, Versa handler, telescope tool carriers, all-wheel steer loaders, utility vehicles, and toolcat utility work machines, plus a wide section of attachments. Be sure to use their services and give them a call at 800-825-9132. All right, folks, we're back. You'll definitely check some Bobcats at this place. Now, Grandma, i got to ask, what is something I do not know about you? Don't know about me. I don't know what you wouldn't know about me. I guess would be some things that would be the way I grew up. All right, let's go into that a little bit. What are some things about growing up that you never told me about? I know I grew up, I had two older brothers, and we did have a few, but not many. But we made up games and played outside mostly. We didn't have all of computers and mechanisms we'd never heard of. You made up pine trees, and I was pretty much of a tomboy because I tried to keep up with my two brothers. Can you keep up with them today? (laughs) (laughs) And then my three sisters came along, so I had to set an example for them and take care of them as they grew so today we're very close. I see the bond with you and your family. It definitely got a close family. Now, let's go to this. So you have raised your own children, one of them including my father, and see 113 Father and Son Chat for more information. But how is it similar and different with raising children versus a grandchild who's on the spectrum? Depending, sometimes I would have uh, would take care of you when your parents were not available. Most of the time, if you were just there for fun, and if you got to be a problem, I could send you home. <laughs> you know what? I'm not dealing with him. I'm throwing him out. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I enjoyed having you when you were young. I, I got you, though. But it's something that can happen, though. I mean, I've seen it happen many times that grandchildren have to go home to their parents because they didn't behave well. And it works sometimes, I think. They don't get to go back to grandma's, man. <laughs> I think that can be a bothersome to them because they do love their grandmas, but they like the spoiling too a little bit. Let's be honest. Well, grandmas like to spoil their grandchildren and feed them the foods whenever you cook, feed them the foods they like, and give them all kinds of sweets, which is not good for them. How do you give your assistance to someone with autism? Maybe not me, but someone else. Just be kind to them. Listen to them. I think it's important to listen to any person if they have any type of handicap. A lot of people, they just need to talk to somebody, a stranger, and be accepted for who they are. Right, and there's something else I'm going to get into that I think of it. So, Papa Gary, your husband, or we'll call him just Gary Mitchell, had a brother named Wayne. You said if he was born today, he would be diagnosed. What makes you say that and... Like I said, I'm just curious from my standpoint. When he was younger, he tell you everything was on TV and the order that it come on. Some of his actions were definitely the actions of an autistic person. And when he was away from his mom with other people, 
he learned to be different. When he was home, he wouldn't look at you when he talked to you. But later on, when he was somebody else, he learned to look at the person when they were talking to him. So it was something that today would be diagnosed and he would have been educated Back in those days, when he was young, he didn't have good balance, so therefore his mother didn't, they didn't send him to school, but they did not have the special aid classes that they have today. So today, an autistic person or any handicapped person has a community or an education system that they can be accepted into. Right, I would agree with that. I mean, it's definitely tough, I think, sometimes to get in there because I had a parent on my podcast and C220, you got to have a try for more information, but they still have to battle educational rights. I mean, it's not fair sometimes, I think. That's true. Sometimes the educators don't really understand what is going on or the different aspects, of, say, of just autism, the different layers or the different levels of autism. They need to understand. We're aware of it, but I think we need to get to the point of accepting we're Still working to get there, I think. They need to be educated more on the different autism or any other handicap. Let me ask you this. Your husband, how did it affect him? How did having like kind of a mentally handicapped brother affect him? Did it make him more of an understanding person? Did it make him more of... I think he grew up with it. He was, I don't know just how many years older than Wayne, but it was just natural. That was his brother, so it didn't bother him because they knew, the older kids knew that Wayne was different. So they accepted him from day one. Wow, and then that's awesome. Apple Gary has his flaws sometimes, <laughs> but he's definitely a very accepting person. I can definitely see that in his eyes. Now, folks, we'll be right back. We're here an ad from Unlocking the Spectrum, so let's get to it. At Unlocking the Spectrum, we are committed to making the highest quality ABA therapy accessible to all children with autism. We pride ourselves in offering fun, compassionate, and data-driven programs for individuals with autism and unparalleled support for their families. Our personalized approach means that every unique child is given just what they need to reach their maximum potential. We are so happy to support Sam in his mission of taking the stigma off of autism. You can learn more about our services and employment opportunities in both Indiana and Texas at unlockingthespectrum.com or by calling 855-INFO-UTS. That's 855-INFO-UTS. All right, folks, we're back. And yes, if you check them out, you'll definitely unlock the key to success. Now, Grandma, I want to know, is there anything I have taught you about having autism? I think... It gives me more of an understanding what you feel, what other people with autism or any other handicap, and it teaches you to be more patient, try to be more understanding. But I have learned a lot just through your podcast as to what you feel inside. Okay, well, since we're on the subject, this is a podcast episode. Out of every podcast episode, which one was your favorite? And maybe why was it your favorite? But then also, what have you learned from this podcast? What's the number one lesson you've taken from this? I think one of the best podcasts that you did was where you compared your inner feelings to a pinball machine. I thought that one was excellent because that gives you more of an idea of what's actually the wheels turning in your head versus the way the wheels turn in my head. And that was a lot of a successful one, too. My mother liked that one pretty well. I know she said that was one of her favorites. So I agree. I mean, let's ask you, how do your wheels turn in your head, you think, if you had to analyze yourself? <laughs> I'm sure my wheels don't turn like a lot of people's, but I have always been, I guess, having three younger sisters. I was taught that I had to be an example. So what I knew that 
my actions was going to be copied by my younger siblings to some extent. Not all of them, but to some extent. And our mother taught us very well. So we have all sort of followed a lot in our mother's footsteps as to our hobbies and so forth. Right, and now you're talking about your mother. Let's get into it. How would you describe your mother? Very loving and caring, very articulate, could manage household on a very slim budget. Because when I grew up, money was very tight. I grew up being (laughs) as old as I am. We didn't have TVs. We didn't even have electricity that point. So things was quite different back in those ages. Her story reminds you a lot of my um, other papas. Papa Joe and C-122 meet Big Joe, but we recently did a panel and he didn't grow up with anything. He had a dad who loved him, but was kind of an alcoholic. And basically they didn't have electricity. They didn't have nothing. They play in the creek and play a lot of games. It didn't involve electricity. That's right. You learned well, you used what you had. And our mother was in the summertime. We had big garden and she raised all kinds of food. My mother took care of the garden quite a bit while Dad worked and we canned. I can remember helping can. We had to carry water from down over a hill. The spring was always down at the foot of a hill. So it was quite challenging. Well, let me ask you, do you think those skills come into who you are today? Oh, definitely. Okay, how so? Up until just the last five years, I would say, I canned and froze food like we were going to run out, which for two people, you don't cook like that. And our mother sewed and made quilts, so my sisters and I have that habit. She told us everything. Now, this is what I think of you, Grandma. So you definitely have a heart of gold. And one of the most giving people, I always joke around and say to other people, you can't leave Grandma Alice's place without getting something. I really, and I'm not kidding, you give a lot. And probably one of the most loyal people in the family. So, honestly, who taught you to be very gifting? Was it your family? I mean... That's a hard question because my sisters and I, all three, are very giving. And I suppose that probably was taught from our mom and dad. I know my dad played music and they sang at church a lot. They had a quartet when his brothers and sisters were living. We, I'm not sure just how we did it, but it was through churches that we started giving prayer quilts. And I was in a quilt group, so it was just part of everyday life. The things we make, we can donate to charities so that they can raise money. I enjoy more making a quilt and giving it like to you for where you can raffle it off or auction it or whatever for a money maker for your nonprofit giveaways. And I can tell you give it to when, when it's going to good. I know you've done a lot of gifting with the school. You cooked a lot actually for today's um, meals that they're having. Yeah, that was enjoyable. <laughs> I know it's kind of funny, but in all seriousness, I definitely respect you for doing that, taking the time for that when you don't have to. It's enjoyable when it's not a job. It's different when you're doing it for somebody you love and then it is if it was a job. Now, since I described you, how would you describe me? A very caring person because you care what other people think. You want to help other people. And I've noticed from the time you started school or even before, you sort of lean toward helping the kids that were having a hard time that other kids didn't associate with or for whatever reason. But for anybody that was different, it was like you were drawn to them. It is funny to this day. I'm still like that. It used to be I fell into their lap. Now some of them fall into my lap. Right. I know there was one time there was an autistic child in your class that you helped tremendously. You became his friend. 
in doing so, he was able to take part in a lot of things that he wouldn't have been able to otherwise. Right, and I, I'm still like that to this day. I guess maybe it's because part of it's because we have very similar challenges, so maybe it's kind of we that brings us together. But also, I think it's just that there's a lot of you've heard the type of kids. There's probably the jocks who were muscular, buff, thought they were better than everyone else, versus them who are on the lower end who society tends to ignore. And my point I'm trying to get across is what I try to do is help them because that's what I want to do. However, the reason why too is they probably have some friends but they're not true, true friends. And particularly in school, a child that is different definitely needs a friend, and you became their friends. That made a big difference in their lives, I'm sure. And that's why I want to. I mean, I guess that's where I come in. I mean, it's part of this mission to show everyone's successful regardless, but it's also fulfillment. I get a sense of happiness and joy when I can be their friend when no one else wants to. I mean, it's sad no one else wants to, granted, but we need people like that. Because niceness is kind of shrinking down. And that's probably the message, too, in this podcast is to be kind. Now, folks, we'll be right back. We're going to hear from Great White Smoke. So let's get to it. In the town of Bloomington, Indiana, you can find the best barbecue meat at Great White Smoke. Owned by Dave White, Great White Smoke offers meat catering for events such as weddings and birthday parties. They've won awards such as the 2021 number one food truck in America Grand Champion and the 2019 Kentuckiana Barbecue Pitmasters King of the Q. If you're looking for someone to cook meat for your event, then Dave is your guy. Book them for your next event at 812-229-7571. You can drop them an email on their contact page as well. All right, folks, we're back. And yes, if you check them out, you won't be hearing smoke on the water, but smoke on the grill because their meats are delicious. Now, speaking of meats and food, I have a, my next question is about food. But before I do, I just want to let you know these are just for fun and I inform you that. So my first one is, what is your paradise meal or favorite food? And why is it your favorite? Oh, I give that some thought because I knew you were going to ask that. I would say pastas are one of my favorite, particularly chicken alfredo, chicken scampi, things like that. All right. How do you like it? Do you like it loaded with meat on it? Do you like a little bit of sauce on it? I mean... Loaded with sauce. Loaded with sauce. All righty. You like the Parmesan cheese on it or... I know, oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. I notice a lot when you go to Olive Garden. Oh, boy. You better bring the cheese and a whole container with it. <laughs> now, my next one is, what is your favorite movie or TV show, and why do you like it? And I knew you were going to ask that, and I really don't have any favorites. I always think back to when you were at our house and the other grandkids, how much fun we had watching the old-fashioned cartoons like... Uh, Lassie. Lassie, I remember that one. Tom and Jerry. The Sandlot was our favorite. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. I remember that one. I, th- I think I still have that movie, to be honest with you. Yes, I have it. Uh, and we sat and watched that several times every time. We both died laughing through it. That was one of our favorites. Now, what has been your favorite vacation that you've ever taken? And why did you enjoy that vacation very much? I think one of the best vacations was in 1999 when Papa and I went to the West Coast. We were going to go to Las Vegas and then come back. But when we got there, we decided uh, we spent a roll of quarters gambling. But we decided that wasn't what we really enjoyed doing. And so we went on to the West Coast. We went the southern route, came back the northern route. So we saw a lot of our beautiful country. A lot of sightseeing. Yes, yes. We went through Petrified Forest, Desert, Pikes Peak. 
Grand Canyon and the Redwoods, come back through Yellowstone. So it was a beautiful trip. I bet I can imagine. I thought of going out west. My parents want to, but they got to convince me a little bit more. But I bet we'll hit there sometime knowing them. <laughs> you would enjoy it. Okay. There is so much awesome country in this uh, country that is unbelievable. Now, my final question is, are there any good memories that you want to tell our viewers about? If you do, why do you remember that memory the most? Now, before you answer, you probably heard this, so you know what I'm going to say here in a minute. I like to ask you like a good memory that made you just feel good inside and make you forgot about all the world's, di- world's distractions. And a funny memory that made you fall on the floor like me with your grandchildren, with your husband, Papa Gary. If you're calling, you want to answer it. Well, a recent funny memory was when I was cleaning and I was cleaning out a cedar chest. When I opened it, I hadn't been in it for quite some time. And there was three quilts for my sister that I thought I had already given years ago. And then you're like, oh. Uh. Guys, here's some quilts. I meant to give this to you a while back ago. Sorry. Seven years ago. That was my own blunder. We got to mention on the podcast, because we've talked about this before in the last season, you're the one who went on the beast and went, Oh my. Oh my. (laughs) Yes, we were at Kings Island, and Apple Gary rode with Debbie, and I rode with my son, Doug, and a roller coaster was breathtaking. (laughs) You're like, I shouldn't have done this in the first place. Dang it. I thought, oh no, oh no, oh no. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Grandma, I think that's all. Is there any closing remarks before you want to say before we head out of here? I just want to say how proud I am of you and for all of your accomplishments and the fact that you are going to college. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's hard some days, but you know what? What can I do? I'll just get through it. Keep along, right? Keep chucking. Keep right on the going. Yep. And thank you again, listeners and grandma. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining me for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming in very soon. I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much. I come to the garden alone